0: With us today is Dr. Jean, the results queen. And I'm so excited for this conversation. She has a PhD in business psychology, and she's the author of give up goals and results are yours. She is on a mission to help business owners get what they want from their businesses. And I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Jean, the results queen. So stick around. And regain your control. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful episode. I have just come off of a couple of weeks on a fabulous, glorious vacation, and what a way to be welcome back to have an incredible guest, Dr. Jean, the results queen. I could say that over and over again. I'm so excited
1: to have you on the show. Laura, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with your audience. Like, that's <laughs> just super cool. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And we um, clearly share a lot of similarities and background. And so I'm really, really chomping at the bit to, to have a great conversation with you. And uh, first and foremost, before we dive in to all of the goodness, I'd love for my audience to hear a little bit about you, um, your background, what got you to this point in your journey with being the results queen. I'm really excited to hear more about that.
1: Uh, so I often say it's kids that you know that I <laughs> that got me here today, uh, in the fact that I was uh, a, a corporate executive storming through my life, and somehow I got pregnant. Which then people say to me, "Somehow you got pregnant," but I ended up having uh, uh, my daughter, and I ended up leaving corporate America and becoming an entrepreneur. Which. I think I was probably a mompreneur, but that wasn't a phrase at the time. Mm -hmm. And from there, I started growing companies and um, I I was moving around and and doing great business. And then I hit a wall and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Why wasn't I growing as much as I had done before? So I hired four different coaches. Uh, one of them was a Harvard neuroscientist, and I learned all about my brain. It's the least studied organ of our whole bodies. Um, if you think about, it, like, we scan everything, we very rarely scan our brains to know what's going on. So once I learned all about brain science, I decided that I should be all in on that, uh, and I went and got a PhD in business psychology, uh, and I developed something called Caveman Brain Business Growth System because it's really about how you use innovative brain science and psychology to be able to break through to, be, get, to get bigger growth. And my clients crowned me the results queen because I'm all about getting results at the end of the day because yeah. I, I'm, you got you to get a result. If you're not, it's why you're doing it. So that's why I became Dr. Jean, the results queen. And I thought I should register market like Coca-Cola, which I did. So there you go. That's how I got to where I am today. Uh, I
0: love that. I love that you registered that name too. That's amazing. (laughs) And so when you were going through your process and you had hired different coaches and you kind of hit this wall in your own personal life, and then you started learning more about the brain. And it, I agree with you, it, we're learning so much. There's so many things that have been debunked because we're continually learning more about the brain and those mechanisms and how it all functions and works. And so what are some of the things that you learned about your brain and your mind and and, and how you were doing things that really ultimately got you to shift and then create this caveman brain Type of um, you know work that you're doing right now.
1: So I learned from the Harvard neuroscientist that there's something called our amygdala, which is about an almond shape sized uh, that sits in the back of our brain, and it's our internal protection system. So think fight, flight, or freeze. So how many times are we stuck and we can't move forward? That is freezing. That's our that's our caveman brain. So our amygdala is uh, because all it wants to make sure is that we don't die. That's all it does. And it's constantly scanning the horizon looking for danger, which was great when we were cave people, not so great in the modern world because caveman brain, our amygdala, only knows what it sees and what it hears. So in cave people day, when the bushes would rustle and we saw them moving and we could hear it, we thought, oh my gosh, saber-toothed tiger. I either have to run or I have to freeze, or I have to fight, right? So fight, flight, or freeze. The challenge is, is that there's not many saber-toothed tigers for us to handle in the modern world. (laughs) So our caveman brain makes up stories that are often not truth, and those stories then prevent us from moving forward. And once I realized what kind of stories my brain was making up for myself, I then decided to figure out how to get rid of those stories, create new stories. And then I started teaching my clients and my clients were having great success. So then I decided that I had to make a caveman brain business growth system and tell the world about caveman brain, because I don't want people to go through what I did. I want people to not have to fight or flight. I want people and I not to freeze. I want people to be successful. Mm. And I often say it's like this because our brain just floods our body with chemicals. Have you ever been in an almost missed car accident? And you get afterwards you get kind of jittery, yeah that 's that our brain just reacts, and we can 't stop it, so if you understand it and you can harness the power of it, you can unlock your potential to achieve whatever you want mm, i I love that because so
0: many people that I talk with and clients that i 've talked with as well and and myself too, before I started learning this is we get stuck on autopilot. And so if we don't learn to harness some of these things that are going on within our, our brain and our physiology, then we're on autopilot. And that really doesn't lend itself to, um, like future temporal focus, right. And goal achieving or while planning and, and you know, focus on positive things, right. We're just kind of focused on, on that, that fear or that response or that knee-jerk
1: reaction in the moment. Oh, yes. And not only that, but one of the things that I've also figured out in caveman brain is that it comes really from four people places. It comes from your parents, your childhood, your culture, and your life experiences. So a lot of the things that we do is happen from these four different places. And if we can identify it and decide if we want to keep it or not, Mm -hmm. use it or not, It really then frees us to move forward to get the results that we're looking to achieve.
0: Oh, yeah. So I'm hearing um, an element of you working with people and and through this process is a step in first figuring out kind of what that voice is, what some of those beliefs are, and then deciding, like kind of pruning, right? Pruning weeds. (laughs) Are, Are these really helpful to me? Uh, do I want to still embrace them or would I rather adopt different beliefs?
1: Exactly. And in working with the Harvard neuroscientists, what I realize is we make neurological pathways and we can shut down neurological pathways and create new neurological pathways. It takes about 45 days to do that. Now, if the neurological pathway is like a ditch, <laughs> like a rut, yeah. it takes longer for you to close that off. So the fact is that we are constantly creating these new neurological pathways or living in neurological pathways that aren't serving us. And that's why innovative brain science is so important to understand how your brain works because if you're in this rut, you need to change that neurological pathway and get a new one that will help you be more successful.
0: Mm, And so when you're saying these neurological pathways, for our listeners here. So we have a common framework. Those are really habits, right? So if we have habits that have been with us and beliefs, those are neurological, Those are neurons. Those are neurological pathways that are deeply embedded. And mm-hmm. so some of them might be a relatively new belief and it's not as deeply ingrained. Some have been passed down from generation to generation. So depending on the depth And the intensity of these pathways, that kind of indicates to us, um, you know, how long our new habits will kind of take root and take hold. So I I love this, that you're taking all of this into account.
1: Yeah. And most people don't realize this as they're working to get better or improve in an area, whatever that area might be, whether it's new business development or leadership or just even health, and it, it, it takes time and it takes effort. And uh, my daughter was a competitive equestrian. I read a book from an Olympian equestrian and I, it was a 300 page book. I remember two things. One of was love the horse you're going to buy next more than the horse you love now that you have now, but this was more important. They said, horses like humans are lazy and I thought to myself, "How interesting is, as humans, we're lazy. we have to motivate ourselves every single day. we have to motivate ourselves to get out of bed. we have to motivate ourselves to go to work. we have to motivate right so we're always constantly motivating ourselves, and as you talked about being on autopilot, if we really want to achieve greater success, we have to motivate ourselves to do that mm. and a lot of times we don't necessarily have all the motivation to make that happen.
0: yeah, that's such a great point because You're right. Our mind is designed to keep us safe, to keep us comfortable. Mm -hmm. And any time that we are reaching for something new or different than what what our mind thinks is already the status quo, then our brain is always going to fight us. So we have to find that motivation. Um, And so how do you help clients tap into that motivation? Are there different...
1: Uh, places that people can look to, to kind of bolster their motivation? Oh, yeah. So we, so in our system, we have four phases that we help people understand where they are in each phase. And once they understand those th- four phases, then they can, and, they u- and you can use them anywhere in life, alignment, accountability, expansion, mind junk. So we find that often people are not in alignment, whether that's in business development or leadership or running a company, or even personally, Right, something's not aligned. And then they're not being held accountable. Because remember, we don't like accountability at, because that means that we actually have to do something. And it shows us information. So we'd rather just live in our head that, oh, yeah, everything's fine. (laughs) And and once you get really well in alignment and accountability, you often were like, okay, I got this. I'm ready to go. And then you're in expansion. So you're like, yeah. And you really want to live in expansion as long as you humanly possibly can because that's where all the fun happens. But then something kind of crashes and burns or stops working or you you land gently at the end and now you've got to start something new, which often then lands you into mind junk. And you have to clear out all that mind junk and you just focus on mind junk to move back into alignment and accountability so you can hang out in expansion.
0: Ah, I love that. I love that. And so in terms of the pruning away the mind junk, are there, what are some things that people do to help them kind of prune away and clear away that space so that they can get back into the cycle and to that expansion?
1: So the first thing is you have to be aware A lot of us are, as you said, we're on autopilot. We're not aware. So what are you saying to yourself? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you feeding your brain if you think about it that way? Is it healthy stuff? Is it non-healthy stuff? Are you really growing and learning? I read a a statistic. It's so sad that once people leave school, only like out of 100 people, only like Five people read. I mean, people don't, they stop learning and they stop growing. So your brain needs nutrition and it needs to be good nutrition. That's the, so you have to become self-aware of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that once you're self-aware, then you have to change it. So I often say to people, like, for example, um, I worked with Marshall Goldsmith and he said, you need to eliminate no and buts from your language. How many times does someone ask you a question and we go, no. Yes, we should be able to do that, right? So right. we, st- And then the brain's confused because it heard no and then it heard yes and we don't know what we're doing and we're not clearly communicating. So we need to eliminate no. So you have to hear no and then st- do something different. I've been working very hard for many years to eliminate but and just use and. It's not grammatically correct. Yeah. However, I could have said but. Yes. However, <laughs> right? And notice how I paused yeah. and took a breath. Because my brain knows that I can't say but, so it has to look for a new word because we're so trained in saying but. If I had said but, like for example, I would have said, hey Laura, this is really great, but I would have stopped because I could hear myself and I'd say, and this is the way we should move forward. So you need to start to of be aware of it and then you have to change it in the moment knowing you did it wrong and change it. And most people don't even aware that you're changing it. And then once you've changed it, then you have to learn how to live in the new way all the time. And those are three steps that most of us don't want to do because they're challenging. Yeah. However, once you start to do it, you'll find that you are feeding your brain really well and it actually gets you to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the power. And you'd mentioned this before that you had worked with four different coaches and I work with coaches for different aspects of my life and my education and my business Because we all have blind spots, and we can only take ourselves as far as our level of awareness will take us. And so um, I remember similarly, when I was in a coached uh, mastermind, a couple of the words that we were asked to eliminate were but and can't. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was another word, and I'm, I'm blanking right now. And so however would be one. And you really do have to stop yourself and retrain yourself because, yeah, again, your mind doesn't know the difference. And between what's real and what's imagined, if you say you, uh, if you have a desire for something, and you say, Oh, but I don't want that, your brain doesn't know the difference. And it's like, here you go. Here's more of that. Here's more solutions for that. Here's, here's a pathway to that what you what you just said you didn't want. So being really conscious and aware of the language you're using and feeding your mind with with the things that are gonna fuel you and move you forward, it's so important.
1: I agree with that, and I, like you, Laura, I totally believe in coaching, and I find so many people who don't, and yet I've been coaching, I've had lots of different coaches for lots of different things, and I think that there's always a way to get better. Yeah. And when you stop learning, right, you start dying. So yeah. hire yourself a coach. Find yourself an accountability partner. Go to a mastermind group. I mean, I know some people are like, well, I don't have enough money. Then do it for free. You can coach people back and forth. I've had friends who've done that. But the yeah. fact is, is that put some skin in the game and 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 do that. I, I'm very passionate about constantly learning and growing.
0: Yeah. I, and definitely, I like that you said put, your, put some skin in the game because our mind is designed to keep us comfortable. If we don't have skin in the game and it's just like a, a trade or a casual kind of thing, will you give me some feedback on this. You don't have to follow through. There's nothing. (laughs) You've got no skin in the game. And again, you know, if you have that awareness, not just intellectual awareness, but awareness in every fiber of your being, there's a difference between knowing something intellectually and knowing something in every fiber of your, your beingness.
1: Absolutely. Truth. Absolutely. Truth. Uh, I totally agree with that. So go hire yourself a coach. (laughs) <laughs> if you don't do anything from this, this episode, just go hire yourself a coach. <laughs> Done. Do <Fine>. it. <laughs> well, um, I,
0: you know, in alignment with what we're talking about, there are a couple of things here that you, um, talk about a lot. And one of these things, and I love this is don't get addicted to
1: more, get addicted to better. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. Well, caveman brain, we always think we want more, right? Because yeah. more shows success. Like we want more money and we want a bigger house and we want a boat and a mansion and a yacht, right? And I, and because of all the reality shows, our brain goes, oh, we need more, 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 more. More doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. It's just more. Right. And what I've learned and what I teach our clients is that you really want to be better. Because better is what will actually set you free, and better is what will bring you the success that you really crave. More is, the challenge with more is that our brains really don't want more. So for example, um, we worked with an insurance person out in California. And I remember I was coaching her, and she said to me, "Uh, my manager wants me to see 50 people every week. Okay, so if you do 50 people every week times four, that's 200 people. So I said to her, Do you know 200 people that you could see every week? Because, like, only 150 people came to my wedding. So I don't know (laughs) 200 people that I could talk to every week, every month for the next 12 months. Right. So that's a more idea. Like, the more, and I, I said, I think your manager believes that the more people you talk to, the more likely you'll be successful in sales. Mm-hmm. And she said, I had never thought of that. I said, what if we just found the right people, like the best people, the people you love to talk to, and if you talk to just a slimmed down version, let's talk about how many people that is. Maybe that's five or ten. Maybe it's one person a day. But they're the best, they're the right person for you, and you increase your closing rate. Would that satisfy your manager? Because I don't think he's really after more 50 people a week, I think he's really after he wants you to close sales. And therefore, let's talk to better. Let's talk to better people. Mm. And that, I think, is really an example of focusing on better and not necessarily more.
0: Yeah. We're, you know, in sales training, we're trained, hey, to look at the numbers, look at the data. If you want to work with X number of people, then you have to talk to this many people. And I fell into that trap just like what you're describing. When I started working with Bob Proctor, I was still in the military and I was growing my business as I was about to retire. And I became quickly just overwhelmed to a point where I would, I I love coaching, right? But I would stare at my computer because I was like, How in the world can I talk to this many people? Because that's what the numbers are telling me, right? To replace my income in this short amount of time. And Bob Proctor is the one who said, um, how many hours are you working? I'm like, well, you know, by the time I commute to and from work, it's about 12 hour days. And he's like, hmm, that's not a lot of time. What I want you to do is I only want you to talk to two people a week. And it it was like the weight of the world had been lifted off of my shoulders. I had permission to be, I'm doing air quotes, lazy. That's not lazy (laughs) at all. I was being smart and more deliberate with my time. And that's when my business took off. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the numbers of people that I was talking to. It was just like you said, Um, just being really deliberate. The quality, the people who were in alignment and harmony with what I was coaching and teaching. And the joy that came from talking with those only two people a week, that energy is what attracted them. So people, if you're listening, you don't need to do more. You just need to have an idea of what it is you truly want and and connect with people who are in alignment with what you're wanting to communicate and do it in a smarter way. Get out of the rat race, right?
1: (laughs) Thanks, Laura. You just saw the first phase. Alignment, I love that. Right? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I just, if I may, your caveman brain, because you're like, I had to get permission, and I think to myself, well, who had to give you permission? Bob had to give you permission. Why didn't you give yourself your own permission? Right. And that's a caveman brain thing. Like I had to get permission not to be, you know, like to be lazy. Well, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a caveman. Caveman brain is hedged all the time, and this is my favorite. When people say. I think I know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And then I say, really, do you think you know or do you really know? Because if you think you know, you don't know. If you did know, you would say, I know, blah, 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 because caveman brain doesn't want to be definitive because if it's definitive, you could die. So if now you know when people say, I think I know, just know they don't know it at all. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: That's really rich.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Caveman brain shows up everywhere. Yeah. And
0: so being aware, in, the more you study yourself and you're working with a coach, the more able, and the more you slow down, the more able you're able to recognize, the more able you're able to recognize. Those. <laughs> <laughs> but you, we, we know what I'm saying, but you can recognize yep. the language that you're using, right? And, and nip it in the bud. Yep. That's so Jesus. powerful. Yep.
1: So, and you have to just listen to yourself because a lot of us don't do that. Yeah. And trust. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, and caveman brain will never let you down. It always is there to protect you. And that's why it's so negative. I always talk about the voice inside your head. And you have to acknowledge it. Like, thank you, caveman brain. I appreciate that. I'm going to do this instead. And caveman brain goes, okay, let's go do that. It doesn't prevent you from doing anything. It's just if you don't feed it and give it this knowledge, it will make stuff up because it has nothing else better to do. I love that you said that and because you're
0: framing it in a positive way. It's not that you're saying that that caveman brain is a negative thing or old beliefs are a negative thing. Those are things that have served us well. And so instead, reframing it with an attitude of gratitude and embracing yeah. it because what you resist persists, right? Uh,
1: so instead of fighting it, just embrace it so you can move on. I love yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, like the fact is, is that came brain wants you to be successful. It just does that by protecting you not to die. Okay. Which is important. We don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, good. I love this. I love this. Oh my gosh. We could be talking for hours and hours and hours on this subject. Um, so what would you recommend for listeners if they wanted to kind of embark on this journey and start to notice that, that. Caveman brain. What's what's been helpful? What is helpful? What is no longer serving? And how can they kind of reprogram and redirect that energy in a new way and start really connecting with you on
1: this? Well, first of all, know that it is. It doesn't happen overnight. Like this, that, and that's the other thing is, is that you have to be committed. You want you have to want more. Not more. You want to have to change because you want to be better. Because more doesn't work. So the fact is, you have to realize that you want something different. That's the first thing. I, I just got off the phone call with a with a center of influence, and we were talking about you know who is he looking for, who I was looking for, and I said if you have ten people, six people don't want to change; they're happy where they are. Two people, if they don't do something different tomorrow, they're out of business. And there's two people who are dying to be better. They're dying to be on the cutting edge. They want, or they're already on the cutting edge, and they want to stay there. They want to be innovative. Those are the two people that who are listening to this podcast who are going to go out and figure out how to deal with their caveman brain. If you're in the six, you can move up to two, but you're going to end up moving back to six. And if you're at the bottom two, you're out of business. I I, I can't help you. So the first thing is is that just know that it's a, it's a journey, and it's a journey that you're going to be on forever. Because once you learn about caveman brain, caveman brain doesn't stop, and neither should you. So that's the first thing. There's a commitment part. The second thing is is that you have to become self-aware, as I spoke a little bit about before. So you have to be self-aware. And then you have to learn what to do to replace the things that are not serving you anymore, as you said. We, We talk a lot about what's serving you and what's not serving you. If you go to cavemanbrain.com, we have all of this information on the website, and you can download some free tools that will help you. We really, truly believe whether you work with us or not, we want everyone to be successful. Our mission is to leave you better than we found you. So hopefully we did that today on the conversation that you had. And the fact is, is that if you want to download tools, please do. Please use them. Send me a question at gene at cavemanbrain.com. I'm happy to help. Uh, because I want everyone to be more successful tomorrow than they were today. Thank you so much. And we will have your contact information
0: in the show notes. So Mm -hmm. um, for all of you listening, if you go to ratracereboot.com, you'll see all the show notes there. I would love it if you would leave a five-star review and or a comment on the podcast episode as well in whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. But um, Dr. Jean, I want to thank you so much for joining our audience, for pouring into our audience. And I highly encourage all of you to get onto our website, download those tools, get to know, get in conversation with Dr. Jean and you'll be better off. You've definitely left me and I'm sure all of us better off than when you found us. And I'm, I'm really grateful for you.
1: Thank you so much for having me today. You were so fabulous. And I wish everyone the best as they move forward on their journey. Thank you. All right. Again, thank you so much for joining us today on rat race reboot.
0: Remember, remember, Everything is created twice, first in your mind and then in physical form. We'll see you next week.
1: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.